there's a lot of similar tools between agencies from what I can see at least. And I feel what kind of differentiates ourselves with clients is more sometimes the kind of handholding we do with them, the kind of support we do with them, the advising them as well. I think it's more about the experience than the tools. The tools, uh, a pen is a pen. <laughs> you can do amazing drawings, you can do bad drawings with it. I think yeah, learning those tools that we have, and we always thought that it's more fun to be expert at something because people come to you because you're good at something. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Agency Chat, a Do The Woo podcast show. Today's show is brought to you by OmniSend, the email and SMS marketing plugin and CRM solution for your WooCommerce clients at OmniSend.com. At Jetpack Manage, the newest product for agencies where you can keep up to 1,000 sites secure and running for clients at jetpack.com forward slash manage. I'll tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but let's join agency owners Nuno with Widgy Labs and Jesper with Walmader as they sit down for some agency chat. They chat about their experiences working with different clients and projects and the importance of having a team that understands the technical aspects of the work. They also discuss the importance of having a good relationship with clients and the benefits of having a retainer contract, plus tools they use and how they differentiate themselves from others, the future of WordPress and WooCommerce, and the role of AI in e-commerce. So let's join in. Hello. So uh, I'm I'm Nuno Margadinho. I'm I'm the CEO at Widgie Labs, and I'm here with Jasper. And we, we're going to have this this podcast today. Um, and just before we start, a, a little bit about myself. So uh, I'm the CEO at Widgie Labs. I'm essentially a digital agency. We specialize in WordPress uh, design, development, um, websites, e-commerce, and and also platforms. And we've been in the market for um, 12 years now, more or less. So we started in 2011. And uh, essentially, our, our clients, we we had a couple of digital newspapers here, here in Portugal. We're based in Lisbon. Um, and, and so those were, I would say, two of the most uh, projects that had more, more visibility here. But as, as an agency, we end up working with uh, sometimes bikini web shops, sometimes uh, more uh, business uh, clients, etc. And so um, I'm, I'm going to hand it off to Jasper for, for his intro, and then we'll, we'll continue with, with our chat. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Jasper Wollmander. Uh, I'm CEO and f- founder of uh, Wollmander, uh, based off of Gothenburg in Sweden. We're also an e-commerce agency. Uh, we almost do, or almost just do e-commerce, uh, mainly on WooCommerce. Uh, so uh, we've been we started at 2007 and got into WordPress fairly early and focused on WordPress, and then uh, moved on to WooCommerce. And uh, our clients is a range from the medical clients, B2B clients, uh, a lot of fashion brands. So we have clients all over the place as well. Cool. And so already I see a couple of differences between our our structures and our our uh, 
ways of going to to the market. Uh, because I see you guys are not just doing WordPress, right? You're also working with other platforms. Is that correct? Yes, uh, we've been focusing on uh, since we've been focusing just on uh, e-commerce. Uh, we got into some SaaS platforms as well, so brought uh, one or two SaaS platforms in alongside WooCommerce. Uh, yes, they have the options for the clients, and uh, also the, those, uh, or we work with big commerce as well, because uh, big commerce works very good with WordPress as a frontend as well. Since we really li- like WordPress and have a long, long history with WordPress, that fits very nicely along WooCommerce for us as offer. Yes, and so in terms of people structure, how do you normally organize? things who 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 tackles a, a client is it a, a pm is it an account manager uh we usually have a team uh usually led by a pm but it's usually a team that tackles the client both the technical lead and the design lead um so we're a group of people uh looking at the solution and so of course as everyone else it looks different and depending on what stage the client is in Usually it's more of a business structure, business investigation in the beginning of a product and then hands over more to daily work and a PM sort of needs the, when the goals is set up and everyone sort of knows which way we're heading, then the PM has a really structured or really key role of making that happen with the clients. Yeah. So, so we, we've, we've kind of had an evolution, right? So we, we started um, um, mostly with just just us being developers and 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 dealing with clients, and um, once we started having bigger clients and bigger projects, obviously we started uh, feeling the cracks and and feeling the need to to have a, a PM and and a more formal uh, structure. Um, but but it was it was also good when we were just developers, you know, just just having. Uh, just having fun and and uh, being able to to interact directly with the clients and w- one thing I always found um, interesting is that some clients they so- sometimes we won projects because clients would say we we rather work with you because we know when when we call in or when we send an email it's it's actually uh, an engineer or a, a developer answering us and it's not you know the account or or the support people or uh, who are going to ask us to create a ticket or, or something like that, right? So had you had a similar experience where, where uh, you know, sometimes you need to fence off clients, sometimes you, you, you want to uh, enrich the relationship with them, you know? Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, I think we have, when we talk about the PMs at our agency, uh, our PMs are own developers. So uh, that's actually a problem scaling that we had, bringing in uh, product managers, because our clients are very used, to, as your clients were, to talk with someone with a very high technical knowledge, especially when we do technical stuff like integrations and uh, like advanced or performance reviews. They don't want to talk with the PM that just says, I'm going to do a ticket. I don't know. Oh, let me check with people. They want to talk with people that actually know what they're talking about. 
Uh, and that tends to be the developers in this case, especially since it's dev heavy. So we definitely had that experience. And I think we're more like you guys that our PMs are actually people that are, they're working with the platform, they're working with WooCommerce, they know WooCommerce and they have been developers themselves. So they, they can do a lot of that stuff. They just migrated over to have more, more <laughs> client focused work and le less time actually coding, but the, they are developers. Uh, so we're SEO very dev heavy. Uh, so, uh, which has been a problem bringing just PM people because they, <laughs> we, we spoil our clients with having people that are developers and can answer developer questions, which sometimes is a problem because sometimes we need to get the team involved. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And so, so how, how do you normally approach uh, like bigger projects? Do, do you have like a discovery phase or? Yeah, we, we have a discovery and uh, that's pretty, we usually, bigger projects, we usually have a discovery phase and then we have, we sort of turn that into a retainer. So a longer contract with monthly work. Um, so we try not to, or our projects are not usually the big projects are more ongoing retainer type of works than actually a big project. Interesting. Sometimes it's a, we scope like a part of a project or a start of the project, but then we move it over to retainer work. And uh, we feel that that's, that works better uh, for especially bigger clients because it's very easy for them to calculate the budget of that. But they, they have the budget for the year. It's very easy. Uh, when that budget is set, then we stay inside that budget. Everyone is pretty much happy. We can focus on the result instead of trying to keep keep the time inside a budget or inside a project. And when when you do project scoping, it sort of tends to get more focused on actually doing the hours or managing the hours inside the product and actually focus on the result. So you don't get the products uh, product creep. So we try to more get to retainer work with longer contracts with our clients. Yeah, definitely. The, the retainer is, is, is a, a game changer, isn't it? Because it changes your focus from, um, you know, doing things as fast as possible because you cannot build many hours to, to okay, you, you have more flexibility, you have more, more time to do things properly. And, and it's more a long-term relationship, right? And, and also one thing, one thing that really has made a difference for us and different for our clients is when, when we have weekly meetings with the clients and uh, it has to be every week. It can't be every other week. It has to be weekly meetings. When we have weekly meetings with the clients, those clients are happy and those, those projects go well. So that has been a really sort of game changer for us to really get those projects. And also you have to be on a certain level of retaining to be able to work with them every week, but the clients that we have that we work on every week, they are always happy. Nice. Nice. And, and I guess it ends up being more of a, a partnership rather than, uh, than you guys being a vendor for, for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we want to say that we want to be a partner with the client, but that's, it's, it's easy to say that, especially when they, the clients say that they want a partner, but then when we talk once every month, it's not really a partnership. So we feel that, or I've noticed that to be able to really be a partner for clients, we need to talk with them. We, we need to have a weekly meeting that that meeting can be on just for 15 minutes. If everything is running smoothly. 
but it has to be every week. And uh, and of course, we 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 barely know each other, so we're just just for context here in this podcast. But before me, me and Jasper, we we didn't uh, we we have didn't connect earlier. Uh, we just had a, a previous very short chat before before recording this. Um, but from that short chat, uh, I, I, one idea I, I, I took is that you guys don't act just just as at the platform level, but you see yourselves more as, um, um, can I say, uh, maybe as a strategy partner where where you try to look at the different uh, all, all the all the tech stack that the client is using. Is is that correct? How how would you frame it? Yeah, uh, yeah, we call it a, sort of a tech stack agency. And we feel that the, our approach is that we have several partnerships. Uh, and to build a successful e-commerce site, it's usually a mix-up of three to four to five different platforms that need to connect and need to work, work with each other, uh, both inside growth, loyalty programs, uh, email marketing or retention marketing. Search, uh, filtering, the, those different stuff. So we try to work really close with different, different vendors and different platforms that are just not the e-commerce platform and build strong. So we have built ready-made solutions. We will try, which we tested those solutions and we know how to use those solutions as well as the platform. And so we have a sort of a tech stack approach to our clients. Uh, so it's usually they come and they have their own solution, but then they ask us to make that solution work and we know what partners that work and we also know what par- partners or for us that we have worked be- before. So we know or what, what platforms we are good at and what we have a good, good partnership with. Uh, I think good partnership is really key and because then we can get our clients the help that they need. And we also know who to talk with when they need help. Uh, so I think that's really, we sort of evolved to not just look at the platform and not just look at the platform as uh, the only thing that makes the e-commerce solution good. It's a, it's a mix up of a lot of part, a lot of, yeah, a tech stack sort of, and we have our preferred tech stack solutions. Uh, which we know and we've built before. Well, what we're saying is that when, when clients come to us and they say they want to build a web shop, that's not actually what they want. What they want is to sell online, right? And so to sell online, you need more than the platform, right? You need the marketing, you need the authority, you need the audience, you need so many things, right? And uh, but But... At at the core, you're not a digital marketing agency, right? You see yourself as as a development agency, or yeah, we're we're, we're still we're still we're still definitely a uh, web development or development agency. We're very dev heavy. Uh, just that, uh, I mean, integrations is a really big thing that we do. We integrate to a lot of systems, a lot of PIM uh, systems, a lot of ERP systems. So integration is really a, and that's. It's a really core thing that we do. Uh, and I would say that's really a hardcore development, sort of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that will just look, I mean, there's a lot of integrations when I look at different, different tech stack or different partnerships and different systems to work to, work to each other. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, a lot of stuff that needs to work. And that tends to be, uh, 
developers, dev heavy sort of. So, so in terms of tools, what what kind of tools are are you working with when you say you have those 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 uh, tech stack solutions? How, how does a typical tech stack look looks like? Uh, well, usually, I mean, for us, search is a really big part. Search and filtering and merchandising is on a part and. Uh, Yeah, the search on the WooCommerce can be better. So we usually look outside to a third party to do search. And there we have a couple of different platforms depending on the client's budget. Um, so we use Clerk, for example, which is a Danish platform. Um, there's a couple other ones, other ones that are really good as well, but that's, they have a good connection, a good solution for uh, WordPress or WooCommerce. Clavio, uh, of course, on the... Uh, email marketing and uh, customer retention. Cavio uh, is a really strong partner for us and something we're really integrated almost every time that we have. And it's a really good way of actually getting into the business of making the money. Uh, and that also ties into segmentation of the clients and really how, how they work with the clients and making sure they don't lose or make more money. Uh, it's a great tool for that. Uh, Yotpo is another great client that we do. Um, Review.io uh, reviews on site and uh, also have a loyalty pro program, which is really great uh, platform that we use a lot. Uh, so there's several different uh, platforms that we both enjoy working with because we know that that makes the client's website better, basically. So so let me let me challenge you on that, which is um, you mentioned several several tools, but. At, at the end of the day, I'm guessing other agencies also use those tools or more or less the same tools. So, so how, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you see uh, yourself doing things different from, from the other agencies who also use those tools? Uh, <laughs> almost. Uh, almost uh, I don't see ourselves has to do better than other agencies. I think if we use the same tools that other agencies, it's just a just a testament that we're using the right tools. Uh, I think for us, I mean, the same thing with WooCommerce. Uh, there's a lot of great agencies out there that do WooCommerce great. Uh, we try to be one of them. Uh, and I think for all the tools, you need to know how, to, how those tools work and what they work for and what they not work for. I mean, we, we don't have exclusivity to do WooCommerce. Yeah. I don't have and you don't have. Uh, there's, but there's so many ways to mess up the platform and do wrong with the platform. And we just tried to stick with platforms that we know that we actually can be good at. And I think that was, that was the, one of the things that we really decided really early on, uh, with Wallmander that we just going to focus on WordPress. We are going to work with one platform because we want to be really good at the platform. And I can't, I've been there. <laughs> been in the industry long enough to we have we have developed our own e-commerce platform we've built our own custom solutions uh we since we've been developers we've been working if client came to us in the beginning and said oh, we have a jumla or drupal or whatever we're like oh we can work with that because we know the programming skills so it's just not about development i think it's knowing the tool knowing how to perform in that tool and also knowing how to set it up and actually do good for the, or a best practice in the tools. So I think it's just for us, we don't have to be better. We just have to be good. Uh, we can be good in all those tools. And uh, I think we're going to help our clients a lot. And I think uh, there's a lot of clients that need 
good health out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so Jay, for us, it's just be knowing the tools that we suggest for the clients. Even though there's great email marketing tools, we know Klaviyo, so it's we can help them with Klaviyo. Uh, we don't know any other tools, so it's we can say this works, this doesn't work. But in Klaviyo, we can say these these flows we've done that for twenty clients. This gonna work. Yeah. And if you asked me the same question, uh, I, 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 I would say, yeah, we more or less we use the same tools as other agencies, you know, especially internal tools as well, right? So everyone's essentially using Slack these days and, and ClickUp or Monday for, for task management and other similar tools. But there's, there's a lot of similar tools uh, between agencies from, from, from what I can see at least. And uh, I feel what what kind of differentiates differentiates ourselves uh, with clients is more sometimes the kind of handholding we do with them, the kind of support we do with them, uh, the advising them as well. Sometimes um, almost seeing the, the the client as you know it almost as if it were our own business. You know, if so, if if I were in your shoes, what what uh, I would do right, and uh, and and I guess for for you guys is 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 the same at the end of the day. So um, and of course for us something that clients also um, when they come to us sometimes it's because of other uh, uh, clients we've worked with and other brands and other projects that they've uh, come across as well. Right, that that's interesting. I think it's more about the experience than the tools. I mean, the tools, uh, a pen is a pen. <laughs> you can do amazing drawings. You can do bad drawings with it. I think yeah, learning those tools that we have. And I mean, we always thought that the expert role is more, it's more fun to be expert at something because people come to you because you're good at something. And it's very easy when you've done it 20 times to do it, do it good the 21st time and doing something new the first time. So, so I guess the experience has just been doing it for a long time. I don't know if you get a lot of, uh, I would say, badly done WooCommerce cases <laughs> come to you. <laughs> and you, you see people that messed up in different ways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we also do a lot of you know, speed improvement projects and, uh, and, and taking on sometimes legacy projects from other parties as well, from other agencies as well sometimes. And uh, with WooCommerce, it's it's like you say, it's it, it's easy to to mess up, right? Um, and and it's also uh, my experience is that sometimes also if if you have success, which is great, uh, but you're on a, maybe an older WooCommerce or maybe you're you're still on a shared hosting or, or something like that. Uh, the site starts, you know, becoming slow and, and, and almost crawling to, to a halt sometimes. Um, and, and when clients come to us with that sort of, of, uh, issue, it's, it's making the platform look, look bad as well. Right. So, so we see, um, sometimes people are on the edge of changing, platforms when they come to that uh yeah we definitely i think but i think that's something well i don't know but for us it's been when it worked with woocommerce as long it's very easy to see what they need to do to make it sort of great again or make it 
like really fast and improve, improve it. it's pretty easy easy fixes usually uh but there's a lot of people doing it in the wrong way or not the optimized way uh, so i think it's really yeah for us it's really you see stuff <laughs> and you you've seen it a lot of a lot of times yeah, so it's really easy to see um yeah then again to be specialist at something it's really easy to see what to improve and you've seen seen most of the stuff before really because uh, for me i feel it it can be a lot of different things right sometimes it can be the database sometimes it can be a, a plugin sometimes it can be the hosting sometimes it could be you know something else or all of them or, or all of them right so i i feel performance in woocommerce is still and and I hope now with, with you know the custom order tables, etc. I, I feel that that will obviously improve a lot. But um, up up to this point, improvement has been the bottleneck of of WooCommerce. W- would you agree? Yeah, I think the speed improvements we're seeing. Uh, I think that's getting a lot of us excited. Uh, so I think that's. And it's also, I think, uh, I think one of the problems out there uh, for just speed on WooCommerce, uh, WordPress is that it's a bit different on building speed on WooCommerce than it just on WordPress. Plus, you can just use a caching plugin on WordPress and then you're fine. Uh, WooCommerce requires a bit more work, uh, to actually perform and, uh, making sure you use the right plugins and right, right, the correct hosting providers. Um, so I definitely definitely agree with you. Uh, speed is definitely there's a lot of talk speed is about speed out there, and I mean we just had Black Friday or Black Week, or uh, so there's a lot of focus on performance and st- speed and stability. I'm ha- really happy with the performance and what's happening going forward. It's uh, but I think we all want it to go faster, <laughs> or as our clients want it, you know, we want to be done yesterday. So yeah, and I mean. We, we talked about hosting, uh, database, sometimes multilingual plugins is also also the, the culprit. So when, when you tie together WooCommerce with, with multilingual, is, is that a, a horror story for you guys or, or is it just business as usual? Uh, no, since we have great people in Germany, they does a really great plugin for uh, multilingual, so it makes it a bit easier. Um, I mean, multilingual... Uh, it's easy to get wrong and easy to make that the performance-wise really bad. Um, I would say multilingual press is the, the best one for performance out there. Uh, I think the toughest part for just clients is just managing multi-sites. Um, I don't think uh, we have found is that people, they don't expect it to be, be as much work as it is to maintaining a multi-site. Or, main, or not maintaining a multi-site, maintaining several different languages and markets. I think a lot of people want to go uh, sell everywhere in all languages, and then they they don't understand how much work it is to sell to different regions and sell to different languages. Admin work they they will have right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. admin work in itself is just that it's a it's not the technical solution for us that's that complicated. It's actually getting the client to understand how much work it is for them to maintain in five different languages. Whether you're a product or a site builder, OmniSend can help you with your customer or client's email and SMS 
through their CRM solution for WooCommerce. Product builders can bring their plugins and SaaS to a new level for their customers by integrating with OmniSend. And for you developers and agencies recommending them to your clients for managing their customer relationships is spot on because it gives them the right tool to build their email and SMS lists, send targeted campaigns, create automation workflows, and track their results all from within their WordPress dashboard. With over 100,000 e-commerce stores already on board, have your clients and your customers get started for free by simply having them search for the OmniSend plugin on WordPress.org. Have you seen the newest product for agencies called Jetpack Manage? It's pretty cool with the power to take care of up to 1,000 sites where you can monitor client site security and performance, plus manage all your client sites in one place. It's great as you will get notified immediately if a Woo store needs attention. So you can get right on it with little downtime and keeping your clients happy. So simply go to jetpack.com forward slash manage to learn more. Let's say once you come off um, and and let's say conclude those those speed improvements, what, what are the metrics you're you're looking at, and uh, what do you think are the most important metrics? Because obviously Google with Core Web Vitals is is having a big a big uh, play in this, uh, but maybe there's some other metrics you guys uh, look for as well. Sales. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if you learn from technical metrics on the site, or we work a lot with the clients on how they should send more, which can be in so many different ways. And I think it's, I would say, Google PageSpeed maybe gets sometimes uh, too much. Uh, people tend to be tend to think that's more important than maybe it is. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of other stuff we can do that would be much more important for the client than actually that can actually bring sales than to be too much focused on page feed. Uh, and there's several different ways of page feed as well. I mean, you can have a bad page feed on Google, on Google, uh, but have a really fast site. Yes, because it isn't optimized in the correct way for Google, but it's still going to be fast for the clients and it's still going to sound like crazy. So, uh, sometimes. We try to look at a lot of the numbers and what, what we should do for the clients to be able for them to sell more. It could be if they go into Facebook, Facebook advertising or how they're performing the SEO, uh, what are or how does the email marketing actually work? Uh, and sometimes it's bringing in one of the partners that we have that are really good at SEO, uh, to improve their SEO score because that's going to bring in, if they have good conversion, then they just bring in more people pretty much. So, uh, and I don't know, what do you get? What do you guys focus on? Do you have a metric that you focus on or? Well, we, we, we tend to use, to give more attention to, to Google Core Web Vitals these days, right? So that has been a, 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 an evolution as well. We, and, and of course, performance, like you said, it, you can look at it from from different angles, but one one particular metric I I, I uh, or two metrics I particular uh, look for is 
Well, one of them is the time on site. So how, how, how much time the person is actually going through the products, going through uh, exploring the shop um, rather than coming into the shop and, and uh, immediately uh, closing it, right? So um, because if people are interacting with, with the, the brand and the products, et cetera, somehow they're enjoying the experience, right? And they're not immediately going, going off. Uh, and the other one is just time to, to check out, right? So since you arrive and land on the homepage until you can finish a purchase, how long is that process? How many clicks do you have to go through? Right. And, um, I feel sometimes people, e-commerce founders, let's say, tend to, to, to overlook that and they're focused on having great images, which is obviously very important and, and focused on uh, a number of other aspects. But um, at the end of the day, we need something to, we need to, the owner needs to decide which metrics are important and we need to measure those and, and, and improve those, right? And so there's there's also not right and, and wrong metrics. It, they're just metrics you, you you want to measure, right? But but I feel I feel that that's a key difference between WooCommerce and you know other SaaS platforms where where people performance is is not uh, top top of mind at all, right? Yeah, uh, I think I mean I think really correct. I think it's one of the most important things is just to choose your metric and just uh, focus on improvements. So, uh, like just get, getting yourself a baseline and say, okay, this how can we improve this? How can we or improve this? I think that's the most important part. Uh, continuous improvement is. It's going to get you there sooner or later. So I think that's really good. And I think, uh, yeah, we have the luxury of uh, being able to do a lot of stuff and improve a lot of stuff with WooCommerce uh, since we can do anything with WooCommerce pretty much, which you can't do on, a, on other SaaS platforms. So um, it's both pros and cons that comes with open source and, and uh, WooCommerce. But if you do it right, it's an amazing platform and you can do amazing stuff. So uh, how are you seeing... The latest developments in in WordPress and and Wool, uh, I'm talking about, for example, full full site editing uh, on WordPress, and also um, in terms of Wool, for example, uh, the high performance order storage and and other things that are happening. Uh, are you excited for the future of WordPress and and Wool, or what's your take? Yes, I'm really excited for. Uh... I would say almost, uh, especially uh, WordPress, uh, the full site editing and block, block editing looks or are really amazing. I think uh, when we, we've been dabbing into the headless space a bit and looking at what uh, other head, headless CMS tools, I think when it comes to content, WordPress is an amazing CMS tool. Uh, sometimes a bit underrated, I think, from especially from the SaaS point of view. Uh, but I think... Uh, WordPress is one of the best. If not, if I can have my own opinion, it's the best CMS tool out there and most flexible one. And every, it's all, always the easiest, I would say, the easiest one to use. But uh, I've been using it for a long time, so it's it's easy when you know how to. But uh, I'm really excited. It feels like WordPress is really taking a big jump forward uh, to modernize. And of course, 
WooCommerce is going to tag along to that. And if you combine the new performance enhancement with Word, WooCommerce and the full site editing on WordPress, it's a really, really interesting and uh, I would say exciting platform in the future. And I don't know. What do you think about the future? Or how do you look at the future? So, so before going into the future, let me just um, talk about that as well, which is uh, a short story. The, the, a couple of months ago, I was... Uh, looking at this new client um, and and talking with with, with a colleague about it and uh, about the client and it's a high profile client that 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 came to us and and we were kind of having this chat where okay um, this this client is is high profile they're, they're also obviously looking for their enterprise level. They're looking for an enterprise CMS solution in, in a way, and and we need to deliver, you know, something something at that level, right? And um, and I, I remember uh, my friend going into ChatGPT and and asking ChatGPT to, you know, make a comparison of different CMS uh, solutions out there, and. Um, compare them with with car brands, you know. So, for example, if WordPress was a, a car, what what brand would would that be? You know, just to make it easier to uh, also to to present to the client the different options. And and ChatGPT came uh, with uh, Toyota for WordPress, so it's very flexible, very very open. And um, and then you had other other car brands there as well. Uh, is that is that how you see WordPress, the, the Toyota of CMSs, or would you assign a, a different brand to it? And maybe the Lexus part of Toyota. There's so many variants of WordPress. Uh, if we look at the full full site editing, I think that's really innovative and it's, that's really beating a lot of the CMS tools out there, especially a lot of the headless. Uh, uh, CMS tools out there. Uh, if you look at the old uh, standard version of WordPress, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be a, as an exciting car, maybe. Uh, but the, the future with JavaScript, like, I really enjoy the future and uh, really like where it's heading. And I think, the, I guess the car, it's all depending on what, uh, what, what other CMS tools you're comparing it to, I guess. True, true. So how are you going to reference it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and going into more the, the enterprise space, I know you guys do all or most of your work is with enterprises, right? Yep. And do you see also a, a big opportunity for, for enterprises uh, with WordPress? I would say so. I mean, we've been doing WordPress for both enterprise and uh, stock, uh, Nasdaq stock listing companies for more than 10 years. Uh, we, I think we launched our first WordPress, uh, site for a Nasdaq listed company in 2012. Uh, and at that time, uh, people didn't use WordPress to do websites because WordPress was a blog platform. But I think we have done several high profile Nasdaq listed companies here in Sweden and both uh, from a WordPress point of view as the editing point. And I would say it works great. And if you make it secure and good hosting and everything, uh, that's a tool that I definitely feel comfortable recommending people to do enterprise stuff with. Then I think it's a, it's a choice for people. Some, some prefer the SaaS 
sort of approach sometimes uh, it's a, it's more a flavor of of the of the client if they want to own everything themselves with the pros of having a open source uh, platform out there with the, and the control they get with that and some some people doesn't want to have control yes give control to someone else and pay for it uh, but I definitely feel very secure and I think definitely WordPress has the enterprise level uh, space out there how do you look at it? Since you, you work, work with Word uh, magazines a lot, you said. Yeah, news media especially. Um, and for us, it's it's a question of um, how, how can we make what we're going to make into this you know, delightful user experience at the end. And and WordPress obviously doesn't doesn't uh, limit you in in that regard. And but sometimes clients still think WordPress will uh, limit li- limit them in in some way, right? So we we also have to do a, a little bit of educating in in that in that regard. Yeah, I I feel there's 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 many opportunities, and we see WordPress. Um, also evolving and changing along along these years, right? So, like I said, we've been in the market for for eleven years, and and so much has has changed, right? And um, uh, up almost to the point where are we going to be making uh, custom themes for next year, or are are we going completely into full site editing and and not doing so many custom themes? Um, how how do you guys see that? Do, do you do you do a lot of custom custom themes as well, or how how do you approach design and all those aspects? We almost just do custom themes. Uh, we have a, a, a custom theme that we work out of uh, that are already integrated to our tech the tech stack partners. So we have an easy way to integrate the different features. So we. A lot of the stuff that we start off with the boilerplate or our base theme has those partners, like the search, the search and features from those partners all in the business. We sort of, we sort of start off with the tech, tech stack plate sort of, or tech stack more than just the theme. It's, it's already integrated with our tech stack. So we get sort of a head start with those, with the tech stack approach. Um, so we try to do that so we can. Spend less shorter time on building our websites, basically. Uh, so we try not to do everything from scratch, but uh, having a, a startup theme uh, that we can start off from to save, save, both save time and money for our clients, and also have a best practice approach. Uh, if we have done it before, we know what's working, and we know we don't have to build the same integration ten times. Uh, that's that's we don't think it's fun, and uh, people don't think it's fun to pay for. So true. We try to reuse stuff. So I would say, yeah, the custom themes. Uh, and I think, especially when you look at it's, yeah, the full site editing is both the good and bad. Uh, if you know what you're doing, it's great. If you don't, if, uh, letting the client have too much control on, on how stuff looks as well, it can be dangerous because uh, it's not going to be consequent uh, how fonts, sizes, colors, and everything. Uh, sometimes you need to regulate a bit to make it look good. So going into community, uh, um, you guys obviously have been a part of the WordPress community for, for years now. Um, 
how how do you see the community also evolving? Let's say uh, we've we've had many many meetups, many WordCamps uh, in the past couple of years. Do you, do you think those formats will uh, will hold in the future? In the future, or do we need new formats, new new ways of people connecting? I think the word camps has been a lot developer focused. Uh, for me personally, uh, I found that uh, camps or camps or get-togethers with other platforms outside has been more beneficial for me as an agency owner. Uh, as a developer and WordPress worker, WordCamps are great. But for me, as a regards of getting business and getting leads and meeting merchandising and expanding my network uh, could also be that you know a lot of people in the WordPress so coming to WordCamp is more meeting old friends than getting to know more new people uh, so for me it's been more beneficial to getting to know new people outside uh, and getting a closer connection with other tech stack agency or tech stack partnership that we have what do you see those those events doing well that that we could kind of model in in WordCamps. I think those events they tend to have a lot of uh, merchants there. They have a lot, lot of merchants looking for their solution. Uh, maybe not always a lot of agencies there, which as of course as agency is very interesting to be where the clients are, not the other agencies. It's always nice nice to meet all the other agencies, but it's uh, from a from a, a business point of view. <laughs> business point of view, it's better to meet merchants than ag other agencies. Uh, even though it's fun to have, have a beer and uh, discuss different topics, uh, so uh, I think if we can get more clients to get to the WordCamp, not just sort of people from the industry, it's going to be more interesting for us. <laughs> so so that, that's an interesting point you, because. You're obviously talking about, in a way, client acquisition, right? And so, obviously, for for client acquisition, we would go to other conferences and other events. But I feel uh, agencies like 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 ours and and yours, we also need to look at WordCamps as almost as if our bigger team is coming together, and what can we do as as a bigger team in driving. WooCommerce to other places, you know. So we 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 still see, uh, or I still see many agencies just looking at themselves and thinking, okay, we're we're this agency and we're doing good work and etc. But they're not essentially they're not driving WooCommerce. They're they're just using it, you know. And we suffer from that as well. So obviously we could contribute much more to, to WooCommerce and, and, and WordPress. But do you, do you feel a need to, do you see that vision uh, as well? Where almost as we're not just a small agencies, we're actually a, a bigger bubble where a lot of small agencies is what makes WordPress and, and Woo what, what they are. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I definitely if you mean the part of the community. Uh, so yes, uh, I share a lot with other WooCommerce agencies that I get to know year, year and years. Uh, some so, some people more than others, but it's uh, I have the other agency owners that I speak with on a fairly regular regular basis. 
and discuss on uh, different things. And uh, so I think I think the network. It's yeah. There's a, maybe I'm not asking the correct question, but it's yeah. The, the network you get from the community, I think that's great. Uh, I think it's uh, twofold. I think the network for me as agent owner, and then it's a network as a as a WooCommerce business. Uh, and uh, being a part of the community and sharing among the community what's good practice and best practice and how we can make WooCommerce better. For Shopify, for example, if if we if we partner with Shopify and, and we're uh, you know doing stuff for for Shopify, there's no expectation of us you know giving back to Shopify in a way or contribute or or driving uh, you know the next release of Shopify or, or whatever. But but with Wu we we can do that right we can uh, we can suggest things and contribute back and 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 make the end platform better for all let's say do, do you do you, is that something that appeals to you guys or um, obviously we have a business to run at the end of the day and we need to, we need to we need to take care of it right yeah but I think that was something that I found very. For me, the first time I got into, or a long time when I would get into the WordPress business, I, I felt getting into the open source community was very nice uh, because of the sharing mentality. Uh, and a lot of people have that sharing mentality, even though, even though they don't contribute to the exact WooCommerce features or community, they, they feel like they're, it's not a problem to help a competitor because a lot of people share. Uh, and there's so many ways you can contribute as well with just like releasing plugins on features that we have done and just work outside the platform sort of and uh, working inside the ecosystem. Uh, so I enjoy being a part of the ecosystem. We haven't been very good at contributing and like commercializing our stuff that we have done. We tried a few times, but we also feel like if we have released a plugin or released a feature or a service, there's we're not product people. Then you have to take care of that as well, uh, and it's your responsibility to take care and maintain and support that feature plugin. Uh, so um, we're we're more of a by, bystander and looking at the community than contributing. Cool. And in in terms of, uh, I think we're probably crossing crossing the time limit here, but. Um, in, in terms of uh, obviously with all the AI revolution that that's going on, um, do you see AI playing a big part in in uh, in the Woo ecosystem? And and are, are clients already asking you to do some some things with AI or or not yet? How are you seeing it? Uh, it's an interesting future we're getting into. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, AI tools out there. Uh, for me personally, it's both, uh, yeah, it's, it's both interesting and frightening at the same time. Uh, I think a lot of people, I think we're going to have a, a lot of people going to try AI and do a lot of stuff with AI. We always see several features like writing product texts and everything. And, and it's amazing how fast this has come about, but we also see that I mean, you lose control. And if you try to build a brand, if you don't have control of your communication, it's never going to be your brand. It's going to be a generic AI brand, which a lot of the brands that are successful 
successful have done done stuff that are sometimes different from others. So uh, I don't know if AI is going to have that like creating those innovations or breakthroughs or sometimes breaking the rules and making stuff look like anything they haven't seen before. Uh, so I think we're going to have, I think a lot of people are going to try AI and we, I think we're going to have a backlash on people understanding AI can't fix anything for me. I think you still have to do some work, work yourself, especially if you want to sell, because if you do something that everyone else is doing, uh, and you're not going to be more successful than anyone else either. There's also a side of AI that I think is not being, uh, talked enough or it's not known yet, which is especially for e-commerce brands, how will those brands be able to do, let's say, product placement inside this those large language models, you know, so so that when people ask, okay, but what's the best laptop for me as as a WordPress developer, which brands are are going to appear on that answer, right? Uh, because essentially those those tools can also drive e-commerce, right? But but then we don't know how how that will will work in the future, right? So it's a both interesting and frightening future. True, true. Okay, I think we're we're going to wrap it up here and uh, just perhaps leave here some some ways for people to to connect with us. And we're um, I, I'm on Twitter. Uh, Morgadine is my is my uh, name, and on LinkedIn as well on on Slack, uh, WordPress.org/slack. So if anyone wants to to reach out, and and you, Jasper, yeah, the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. I would say um, that's where you find me, so Jasper Wolmander on LinkedIn, or the next WordCamp. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you have a, a next WordCamp planned already, or uh, no? Uh, we haven't. Uh, we'll probably go to um, European one next year, but it's it's a long time to to get there <laughs> before we get there. Okay, so so there's there's a word camp in 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 Portugal happening early next year, so you're invited. Yep, and yep. and everyone's listening. Please check that out as well. Okay, I think we'll. That's it. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this last agency chat of 2023 and are looking forward to even more in 2024 as they join as both guest hosts or chatting with hosts Robert and Robbie. And a special thanks to Nuno and Jesper for taking their time to share their insights. And lastly, our two sponsors, Jetpack and Omnisend. Jetpack has been a sponsor all of 2023, plus they go even back a bit further. And OmniSend has stepped up as a new sponsor just recently. So please check them out. And if you see them at a WordCamp, thank them for doing the woo. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo yourself. <laughs>